Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Healthy Mama Hacks, a weekly mini podcast where I share my best tips for hacking your healthy mama life with simple tips for easier eating, cooking, and living a healthy mama life in 20-ish minutes, about the time it takes you to fold a load of laundry. So let's do this, mama. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Healthy Mama Hacks and happy spring. I am a warm weather girl through and through, so this New England girl loves when it is officially spring, which means that warm weather is on the horizon. And with that comes my desire, as I'm sure many of you, especially if you're listening to this episode, if you hit play, you are likely also someone who likes the feeling of refreshing in springtime. And one of the ways that I love to do that is by doing some spring cleaning. One of the topics that I've been asked about several times or requested several times here on the podcast is to talk about cleaner, uh, cleaner cleaning products. Cleaner cleaning products? Yes. <laughs> Healthier cleaning products. So more natural cleaning products, what I use, what I enjoy, because it is something that I'm passionate about in addition to real food and other changes that I've made for my health and wellness and the support of my own body my, my families, I have kind of transitioned to more natural, and I say natural kind of with quotations around it because I know that there are safe chemicals as well, but let's say safer home care products and as well as skincare products and things like that. But this is something that I haven't talked about here in the podcast because, you know, we do talk about balance in every area and I talk about hacks in a lot of different areas. But up until now, I've talked mostly about hacks when it comes to food and when it comes to health. And so today we're going to switch things up a little bit and we are going to talk about spring cleaning. So I am not a natural neat freak or an obsessive cleaner by nature. In fact, I'm naturally pretty messy. You can ask my mom about my bedroom as a child. It looked like a tornado hit it and I would clean it and it would just happen again. <laughs> I just tend to be a kind of set it and forget it type of person. But over the years, what I've learned about myself is that I thrive in clean, organized environments. So I've learned to become someone who enjoys cleaning, who enjoys organization because of how much easier life feels when everything is in order. 
But all that being said, it is really easy to let cleaning fall by the wayside when life gets busy. And we actually hired a cleaning person for a while, which was wonderful when we were living in our old place, which was twice the size of the place that we are in now. We're in a temporary place right now. For those of you who don't follow me on Instagram, I've mentioned it a few times. We're in a temporary place. We're in a temporary season. We will be moving at the end of the summer. Um, And our place is just really small. And it didn't really make sense to have someone continue to clean a place that was so small. But even even with that, it's still hard to keep up with when you have when you live a busy life. So for us, that's two working parents. That is making sure that our kiddos are taken care of, all of the activities and all of the general household day to day things like breakfast, packing lunches, dinners, all of the you know meal planning, meal prep, all of those things I talk about um, here on Healthy Mama Hacks. But all of those things tend to take precedence when they are urgent, right, or necessary kind of in our day-to-day, then kind of deep cleaning the house. Obviously, we do that day-to-day cleaning. You know, we do the dishes, we clean off the counters, we wipe down the table, we vacuum as much as we think about it. Um, But It's definitely that deep cleaning and the place being as sparkling clean as I really love it is something that tends to fall by the wayside when life just feels busy. And then by the time we get to the weekend, we're just tired and we just want to chill. We want to relax. Oftentimes, I catch up on work on Saturday mornings. My husband hangs out with the kids. Sometimes he will go for a long bike ride on Saturday afternoons or we'll all go out and do something as a family. The last thing we want to do is deep clean the house. But it is something that when we get into a routine of doing that during the um, during the week or on the weekend, and especially doing that big, deep clean pretty much once this season, but spring cleaning being my favorite, where we kind of go through absolutely everything in the house house really does make us feel more refreshed and I don't know just alive I that seems like such a dramatic thing to say but I know that the feeling I have when my house is like sparkling clean is just so good but I want to share with you that my house is not always sparkling clean, especially the place we're in now. It's a very, very old place. And there's natural hardwood floors from like hundreds of years ago. And I feel like the floors just like collect dirt. And I don't even know what the walls are made of. But um, I don't know. It's definitely not something modern builders use because anything, any like little smudge of tiny fingers or an oops of a crayon, because it's an oops, right? <laughs> it just sticks and like does not come on. Come on. Doesn't come off. And so I feel like I struggle with keeping up with it to the extent that I want to. But there is something to be said about taking the time, like I said, once a season, especially around the springtime where we do that deep clean, where we scrub all of those spots off the wall, where we get those hardwoods that seem to hold on to everything sparkling clean, where we go through our, you know, any of our extra stuff. I just went through my closet. Um, You guys might have heard me talk about in my kind of catch up um, Chris Chats episode earlier this month. I talked about Jamie Baker's Style Society. So I did a spring closet edit is what she calls it. She has a spring... um, fashion challenge, not fashion, um, but a spring style challenge coming up. It's not high fashion. It's mom fashion and it's realistic and awesome. So she has that coming up. So I went through my closet. I love going through and organizing my pantry. Obviously, we're doing the pantry purge right now. If you're listening to this in real time in March 2022, 
Right now, we are just finishing up the pantry purge. Um, we're going through our, everything that's in our pantry. I like to go through my kitchen and get rid of anything we're no longer using and kind of go around the house, especially because we are moving in a few months. I like going through and kind of getting rid of anything excess that we don't need. And then I like to take the time over a period of a week or so and really just scrub everything down, clean everything, and get the house back to the place of feeling that sparkly, clean kind of um, atmosphere that I love, but doesn't seem to be necessarily practical on a day-to-day basis. But what happens is when we do those deep cleans, I feel like the maintenance cleans are less they're less difficult and it's a lot easier to keep things up. So I today just kind of want to share with you some of my best hacks for doing that cleaning. And I don't do this all in one day. Usually I take a weekend or several days depending on my schedule to do this cleaning and I'll take it kind of room by room and one day I'll deep clean the bathroom. One day I will deep clean the kitchen. Sometimes I take two days to do that because I also like to deep clean the fridge and the freezer and the oven and the dishwasher and all of those take quite some time. And if you didn't know, I love my kitchen. Uh, Actually, I don't love my kitchen right now, but I love being in the kitchen. (laughs) I can't wait to have a kitchen that I love more. But I love being in the kitchen. And so having a clean kitchen is really important to me. And having an organized kitchen is important to me. So I will spend a little bit more time on that. Uh, And then, you know, cleaning up the bedrooms, cleaning the living room. That's pretty much all we have in our space right now because we're, we're in our tiny little place. So I don't do this all at once. But I do have some really good hacks and tips for cleaning in a way that is a little bit safer. And by that, by safer cleaning, by healthier cleaning, I'm just talking low tox cleaning. I think a lot of us know that there are a lot of really detrimental chemicals in our cleaning products, but oftentimes we don't necessarily know what to do to switch over to more natural products. It feels intimidating or we don't want to get rid of all of those products that we know work really well and spend a bunch of money on products we that may or may not work well. Um, So I just kind of want to premise this with, I consider myself crunchy-ish. Like I said, I'm into real food and natural health, but I still roll through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru a couple times a year with zero guilt because hashtag balance. I use mostly natural makeup and skincare products, but I love gel manicures and I really can't find a natural mascara that does it for me. I'm working on it. When it comes to cleaning products, I just try to be as low toxin as possible because we are breathing that in. We're using it to clean our surfaces. Oftentimes we have food on those surfaces and we're ingesting it in a lot of different ways, right? Either ingesting it or it's getting into our body in a lot of different ways. And especially as someone with a chronic hormone imbalance, this is something that I've learned a lot in the last, uh, probably the last decade or so is about endocrine disruptors, so hormone disruptors in our cleaning products, in our um, skincare products, makeup, things like that. And so that's become more and more important to both my own health and the health of my family, too, because I have two little girls. Obviously, I care about my husband as well. But when I think of female hormones, I think about my girls and not wanting to expose them to a ton of unnecessary chemicals. So I kind of think of things as how can I switch over to a safer alternative that is just as, if not more, effective. 
So I just kind of want to give you guys a little overview of what I look for when it comes to avoiding different chemicals and things like that. And I don't like to use the word chemicals because all of our food is made up of chemicals. All of those cleaning products are going to be made up of chemicals. It's just safer chemicals versus less safe chemicals. So the Endocrine Society describes EDCs or endocrine disrupting chemicals as substances in the environment. So this could be air, soil or water supply, food sources, personal care products and manufactured products that interfere with the normal function of your body's endocrine system. Side note that that's your hormonal system. It's estimated that more than 1000 of the over 85,000 man-made chemicals may be EDCs based on how they interact with our endocrine system. However, most of those 85,000 man-made chemicals have never been fully tested for safety, so the problem may be even more far-reaching than the current research shows. So everything I just said, other than my side note, is coming directly from the Endocrine Society website, and I'll link that in the show notes if you guys are curious about this. This episode is not at all meant to like scare you or shame you. This has taken me several years to get to the point where I'm like, okay, I feel really confident about the products that I use, whether they are homemade DIY products or they are products that I purchase from the store. And not everything is perfect, right? There is one hand soap that I absolutely love the smell of, and it is on the more natural side of things, but it is certainly not like a zero on the EWG Skin Deep database. I don't even know what it is. I just love it. So I like to keep that around because it makes me happy around the springtime when I wash my hands and I smell that delicious scent. So we're not 100% zero toxins around here, but we just like to know better and do better. So I just kind of wanted to share that with you. Um, So some of these things that we're talking about are things that I think are more obvious to us, things like lead and BPA. We know that BPA is not great, but there's a lot of other plastics that are also not great for us. We know that an abundance of pesticides is not great for us. Those are both, those are all three of those are endocrine, endocrine disruptors. Um, phthalates, which are incredibly common in soaps, shampoos, cleaning products, and fragrances. Um, so these are, phthalates are a group of chemicals that are used to make plastics more durable. They're called plasticizers, and they are in so many products. It's kind of ridiculous when you look up what products contain phthalates. So I tend to look for phthalate-free products, and phthalate is actually spelt with a P, It's P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S. So if you Google it with a T, it won't, well, it'll probably still come up. (laughs) Um, And then parabens as well. Parabens are really common. um, They're used as a preservative, so they're really common in cosmetics. And so those are some of the things I look for, right? I look for BPA-free. I look for phthalate-free. I look for paraben-free. But again, I'm all about balance. So not everything I use is 100% chemical free or toxic chemical free, but I do my best. And what I want to share with you today are some of my hacks for healthier spring cleaning products that actually work and what I use in my house for spring cleaning. P.S. I attached a printable list in the show notes for you to download. So if you are curious about the things that I share here today, the little DIY recipes that I share and some of the products that I enjoy, I will put a printable list in the show notes for you to download. All right, I'm just going to take a sip of my decaf, which is what you heard me um, <laughs> whack a couple times because I talk with my hands even when I'm talking to myself. Okay, hack number one clear before you clean. So this is something that I kind of mentioned before as I was on my introductory tangent. None of that was planned out in today's episode. I just kind of wanted to share with you. 
But I like to clear things out before I start to actually physically go in and clean, scrub with spray and soap and all of that. I like to clear things out. So this means going room by room and getting rid of anything that we no longer use or that we no longer need. So this includes going through the closets. I like doing a closet clean out, bringing all of that to donation. I do it for myself. My husband does it for himself with a little bit of encouragement for me. Um, And he's usually okay. He's usually a good sport about it, usually because I go and I replace stuff for him too. So I will go through the closets. I'll go through the kids' closet, um, put anything in storage that my big kid could pass on to little sister later on. And then I will donate everything that that isn't like stained, which I will be honest, in this season of life, we don't donate a lot of our kids clothes because most of them are like dirty, not dirty, um, but they're stained and they're ripped and they're just because we buy a lot of, you know, we we shop a lot at the, we have this local kids consignment sale. I don't know how far reaching this sale is. It's called the Be Green sale. But if you're on the East Coast, I know that the Be Green sale does go through uh, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York. So it is, it might be further reaching than that, but it's called the Be Green Sale. It's a kid's consignment sale. So we have consigned in the past, but like I said, my kids are just in kind of like a rough and tumble, dig in the dirt sort of season. And so their clothes get ripped and dirty. We buy a lot of um, clothes on consignment for them. Um, The Be Green Sale is like really good quality kids consignment, which I really appreciate. So you're not going and going, oh my gosh, are all these things going to have stains on them? They have really high standards and you're not allowed to consign if you try to consign a whole bunch of things that are like ripped and stained and such. But they're great prices for things that, you know, our kids are probably only going to wear for a season. So we will usually either consign or donate anything they no longer need. And then, you know, we'll replace them with either going to the Be Green sale, Target, places like that, where we are working on avoiding fast fashion. But for kids, you know what, and budgets, Target is where it's at. (laughs) So we go through the closets, we get rid of anything we no longer need, we replace with anything we do need. We go through, okay, right now, I will be completely transparent with you. I know this is a cleaning episode, but let's talk about organization for a second. I am staring at a massive pile of papers right now, 90% of which there's a few, you know, letters and things like that. It's it's my um, like file system. <laughs> I laugh because it's supposed to be the top is to go through and the bottom is to put away, except the top is now to put away too because... How, why Why do they send home absolutely every tiny piece of paper that our children make at school? Why? Why? Everything. Every little quiz that my eight-year-old takes, it's like, outstanding. And she's like, mommy, look at how well I did. I'm like, congratulations. You did well. That's awesome. I don't say congratulations, but I'm like, that's awesome, kiddo. You did great. I'm like, we don't need to keep this, do we? She's like, no, I want to keep that one. And she wants to keep like 97% of what she brings home. What do I do about that? If you have tips, DM me over on Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris. I've got to go through my papers. So I go through our papers. I get rid of anything we no longer need. I file things away. That's one of my that's probably my big task here because my office is in the corner of the bedroom. Because like I mentioned, we have like four rooms in this entire place. Well, okay, five if you include the bathroom. Um, So I like to go through anything in the kitchen and get rid of anything I'm no longer using in the kitchen. So we will we'll go through, you know, things that might be chipped or broken, you know, plates and cups and bowls and things like that. Plates and cups and bowls I haven't used in months. And I'm like, okay, we can we can make some space here. Get rid of anything in the kitchen. Obviously, go through my pantry, fridge and freezer. That's why I like to do a pantry purge ahead of time. 
And uh, anything, any of the kids' toys we tend to go through as well, donate anything they no longer play with. So that's kind of the general what we will do. But I will go through room by room and clear before I clean. And this is a process that I spend several weeks on. So I try and give myself one room a day to go through. So not sorry, I, I didn't mean one room a day, one room a week to go through. So some of the rooms are going to take longer than others. So I went through my clothes last week. I'm going to go through the papers this week. Next week, I'm going to go through the kids clothes and the kids toys in their room. After that, I've already went through the kitchen a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't really have anything to go through in the bathroom because we keep that pretty pared down, pretty minimalist. The other place I need to go up to is the attic and kind of get through. I- I'm not going to do a deep clean of the attic because we share the attic, <laughs> but we're going to go through anything we don't no longer need up there too. But clearing before I clean is kind of my first step to this. And the reason this is a hack is because if you don't do this, just remember that First of all, when you clear things out, you tend to clean it too, or not clean it, but organize it. And so it's easier to get around things and you have less to clean when you get rid of anything you no longer use. So that is hack number one. So I clear one thing a week for several, one thing, one room a week for several weeks. I need more of that decaf, right? (laughs) And then I start the cleaning process. And then hack number two is to take it one room at a time. Just like clearing things out, I take it one room at a time when I do my spring cleaning. And this is to avoid overwhelm. So if you are someone who really likes to get it all done in one day, then ignore this. That's your prerogative. That is awesome. I am someone who feels very overwhelmed and will try and do it all in one day and then feel completely defeated when I get through one room. (laughs) So my recommendation here, my hack here is to take it one room at a time. Lower your expectations because the likelihood is that you will get through that one room. You may or may not be able to get through another room. So map it out on your calendar. What is the first room you're going to start with? This is the day I'm going to do this room. This is the day I'm going to do this room. And if you finish one room, then you can certainly move on to another room or another area of a room. If your room is very big and there is like, you know, if you have a ton of windows and you're like, I just want to focus on cleaning the windows today and maybe washing the curtains and everything involved with the windows and the next day I'll do the baseboards and the floors, you can totally do it that way too. Our place, again, is quite small right now. And so for us, one room at a time works. But one room or one area at a time. Lower those expectations because you're more likely to get more done if you are not expecting too much out of yourself and burning yourself out with it. So that is number one, clear before you clean. Number two, lower those expectations, take it one room at a time and just create a loose schedule for your spring clean. And I say loose because I don't think this needs to be crazy serious, but you want to get it done, right? You want to feel good after a week or a couple weeks of doing this spring cleaning. Hack number three, and this is where we're going to get into products, okay? So cleaning products that I enjoy using, replace as you run out. So for any of you who budget is a concern, which I believe is the vast majority of us, especially in the climate of our world right now, you know, just replacing all of your cleaning products with cleaner products, or I I need to stop using the word cleaner products with safer products, 
is can be very expensive, especially because a lot of safer products are a little bit more expensive unless you're using DIY, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. But my method in doing this in the very beginning, about a decade ago, when we started switching over to more natural products um, or safer products, that is was just to replace as we ran out. So we, when we ran out of the Windex, I would look up a DIY recipe or I would buy a safer window cleaning product, okay? So, and that's not to call out that brand, but it's not the safest. <laughs> so when you run out of something, find a safer alternative. So kind of one in, one out. You do not need to go all in unless you're like, okay, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to clean things out. Chris has given me a guide of what she uses. I'm going to try some of these things out. Totally cool. But my hack is to replace as you run out. You're going to avoid spending a ton of money. And you'll also avoid use or buying products that you might not like as much. You're just buying one product, trying it out, and seeing how it works for a while. Know that a lot of safer products will require a little bit more, either a little bit more probably not more effort, but more care when you are using them. And by that, I mean, you might need to scrub a little bit more with some of these safer products. Not all of them. Some of them are just as good, if not better, than their their alternatives. And I'll share some of those, especially some of the um, DIY products that I make. But some of them do require a little bit more scrubbing or they need to sit for a little bit longer. So they might, they will work as effectively, but sometimes you need a little bit more care. So just Be sure to read the instructions and follow, you know, anyone who has recommendations. So if you're looking up safer, let's use the window cleaner, for example. That's actually a terrible example because the safe window cleaner that I'll share with you guys is super effective and great. It's just as good as Windex. But let's say a shower cleaner, right? Safer shower cleaner. I find that my shower cleaner has to sit in my shower a lot longer. Or maybe I just wasn't doing this when I was using a less safe product. That could be true as well. But I find it just needs to sit a little bit longer. And then when I go and clean it out, I get rid of, you know, any of that stuff that's stuck on, you know, maybe the side of the tub or anything like that. You know, things that just build up over time. We're not talking about like really gross stuff, but anything that anything that kind of builds up over time. For instance, I have a shampoo that helps to keep my hair color fresh and it stain my stains my walls of my shower a Merlot color. So there's that. My husband's so thrilled by that. But thankfully, the shower cleaner works to clean that. Okay, hack number four. When looking for products, these are the three the three major things I look for, okay? Just to keep it super simple. I avoid labels like green or natural or this percent natural or using natural ingredients because there are natural ingredients that are toxic, like arsenic. Arsenic is natural. Lead is natural. They're still toxic for us. (laughs) So I tend to just look for products and like my baseline, if I'm not making DIY products, which I'll talk about in a minute, I look for these three things. Fragrance-free, because fragrance is one of the biggest hormone disruptors, paraben-free, and phthalate-free. So those are the things I look for. Quick glance at the label, fragrance-free, paraben-free, phthalate-free, even better if it says it. If it says this product product is fragrance-free, paraben-free, phthalate-free, I'm like, okay, this is probably a safer alternative. And like I said, this isn't an end-all, be-all. This product is definitely 100% safe, but it's better. And I just look for 
better. As a side note, the EWG Skin Deep database is a great resource for cosmetics as well as cleaning products. It rates the products. I believe it's from one to... I'm not sure if it's from 1 to 5 or 1 to 10. It's been a while since I looked. But we try and go with the lower end as much as possible. So that is what I look for. I look for those three things when I look for products. And you can go deeper if you want to. But like I said, my point is just to choose the better option. Hack number five, DIY doesn't have to be hard. Okay, so I think when we're thinking about choosing safer products, a lot of us think, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to make everything from scratch. And you can make everything from scratch. You don't have to make everything from scratch. I like to make some products from scratch. Actually, the vast majority of my products I like to make because they are way less expensive and just as effective. So here are the products that I like to keep on hand for DIY, um, DIY cleaning. Number one, baking soda. Number two, vinegar. As a side note, something that we made in a mops group several years ago was an infused vinegar where we added fresh herbs um, and or citrus to vinegar and let it sit for two weeks. You can do any sort of combination you like. I liked, I really liked a rosemary orange one that I'd made and a mint lemon. So you take fresh herbs and whatever citrus you want and you literally just fill a ton, put a ton of them in a jar, a mason jar, and you cover it with vinegar and let it sit. And you can use that in place of vinegar in your cleaning products. So that is a side that is fantastic. I'm gonna, actually planning on doing that this weekend again. So I'll have that in a couple of weeks. Fresh citrus, citrus oils, like the essential oils from the peel of the citrus are natural degreasers. And citrus also adds a really beautiful scent to that fresh scent to any sort of your DIY products. Now, obviously, fresh citrus, even though it is acidic and it'll last longer than some products, it does not last forever. So if you are using fresh citrus, do know that it's not going to last forever. So you want to use those fresh, fresh citrus items pretty quickly unless you're like infusing your vinegar or something like that that will last a little bit longer because you're making it even more acidic rubbing alcohol is really helpful to have on hand Um, obviously you want to keep that away from little ones getting to that but rubbing alcohol works really well in a lot of diy cleaning products Uh, castile soap so i like dr bronner's castile soap is a great product and it lasts forever so you can get a good size bottle of that castile soap and it'll last for a long time there's a lot of scents to it there's an unscented version which is like the baby version the light blue bottle which i usually keep on hand or there's a nice lavender scent those are um those are all really great a peppermint one i really enjoy Uh, essential oils for scents i'm not going to get into any sort of essential oil commentary on whether or not they are effective for other purposes. I love keeping them on hand and I think they work great for cleaning products and they add a great scent. So that is more natural than the artificial fragrances that are in a lot of other products. So essential oil for scents. Um, And then hydrogen peroxide. Again, you don't want to keep this, you know, you want to keep this away from your kiddos and you definitely don't want to combine hydrogen peroxide with vinegar ever. So just as an aside, um, it creates a a really toxic chemical. So you don't want to combine it with vinegar, but it is really effective for things like cleaning the bathroom, cleaning the shower. It's really good for getting rid of things like mildew. Um, so 
hydrogen peroxide is really good to keep on hand. It's also really good for stain removal as well. And distilled water. So distilled water has the minerals removed from it. So it's not something that you're going to want to drink. But if you are using something like a steam cleaner for steaming your floors, which is one of my favorites, when I talk about some of my the products I enjoy later, if that is something that I like to use. So um, I use distilled water for that. And I use distilled water for any of my cleaning products because the the minerals can create like when you're making a window cleaner or something like that, the minerals can create a bit of a film. It depends on how mineral rich your water is, but the distilled water is, it's very, very inexpensive to buy at the grocery store or Target or wherever you go. You can buy a big jug of it. And I keep a jug or two on hand for my cleaning products. And it just, it's just a better option for water because you're not worrying about there being any extra minerals in there. And the next thing, the next hack for safer cleaning, number six, is that tools are everything. I find that having the right tools for your cleaning is way more important even than having stellar products. So I like to keep several good scrubbers on hand. So a short-handled scrubber for the sink a, and a um, long-handled scrub brush for dishes. And then I also like a heavy-duty scrub brush for big tasks like in the bathroom, the shower, the tub, and then um, also a long-handled one for dishes. Did I mention that? I think I said a long-handled one for dishes. So I like the, oh my gosh, now I'm forgetting the company's name, but it's a full circle. Full circle is the one that I have for the sink and the scrub brush and the long-handled dish brush. And then I have these small little ones that sort of look like toothbrushes and they work really well for getting in between grout and yeah, in between tiles, things like that. They're by the brand OXO. I bought all of these at, well, I think either at Target or on Thrive Market, and they all work fantastic. And I also really like using microfiber towels. So I got a set of those also from Target. And the microfiber towels, sometimes you don't even need to use product with them. They work really well for windows. They work really well for surfaces. In the kitchen, I like to use these towels called the Amala Magic Sponges. So basically, they feel like a hard sponge, and then you get them wet in water, and they work really well in, in place of paper towels. I use a lot of paper towels anyway, and so I try to avoid using as many as I can. And these are great because they're reusable. You can use them a few times and clean them in your dishwasher. Um, I also use these full circle, same brand, walnut scrubber pads. And so I will use those in the kitchen on dishes when you need like more heavy duty task. And then I will also use them if I need to get in places and I don't necessarily want to use the little toothbrush type scrubber and I, the big scrub brush is too much. They work really well for that too. I just like to keep those on hand. I also use, if you can, gloves, which is just a, I think they're a recycled brand, and I like to use those gloves. They protect your mani. They make your hands less dry from using those cleaning products. In terms of other tools that I find really helpful, obviously, we have a vacuum cleaner. I actually don't love our vacuum cleaner. We're shopping for a new one. Um, dustpan and brush we have, or a broom and a dustpan we have. But my favorite tool that we bought in the last few years is the Shark Steam Cleaner. So we steam our floors. We have hardwood floors, like I said. So we will vacuum, sweep them, and steam them. And we will put a little bit of essential oil, usually I use lemon oil, on the pad. And the pad is reusable. So instead of being like a Swiffer or something like that, you can actually just throw it in the washing machine. 
and we steam the floors and it makes them shiny and you don't need any extra products for it. So I just use distilled water and I use that lemon essential oil on the pad. You don't want to put it in the actual machine. So I really love those tools. And I find having those good scrubbers, having that steam cleaner, those microfiber towels for things like windows. I have a duster, too, for dusting. But that's, you know, that's not a special tool or anything like that. But I find that the tools are just as important as the actual products. So tools are everything. Hack number seven, use DIY cleaning solutions. So I know that hack number three was replace as you run out, but and I probably should have put this after that, but I really wanted to kind of talk about the fact that DIY doesn't have to be hard and that tools are everything before we talk about the actual products. So I'm going to give you a whole bunch of hacks just now on DIY cleaning solutions and Like I mentioned, I am going to put these in or there is a list in the show notes for you right now. I'm I'm talking to you as if I, you know, I haven't done it yet. I have once you're listening to this. All of this will be in a document that you can download. So head to the show notes to get all of my favorite DIY cleaning solutions. So here are my favorite DIY cleaning hacks. And then I'll share with you my favorite products that I don't DIY. Okay, so. My The tip that I learned in culinary school for cleaning off cutting boards still rings true today, and that is to use a heavy grain salt, so something like a kosher salt and half of a lemon. So this works really well after you use something that's kind of stinky on your cutting board. So like fish, this is where I first learned it, was after you use fish, you take the salt, sprinkle it on your cutting board, take that half a lemon, and scrub it off. Now, this doesn't this isn't cleaning it. Oh, sorry. It's cleaning it, but it's not sanitizing it. So you still need to clean it after. You still need to sanitize it. But this will help to get rid of any of that icky smell that might be on your cutting board. And it'll also, it it does, it is a little bit, you know, antimicrobial. So it will help with that a little bit, but it really just helps to get any of that excess stuff and any of those extra stains off of your cutting board. Now, if you have a real wood cutting board, you're going to want to oil that as well afterwards. But using that salt and that lemon will really help to clean your cutting board drain cleaner for sinks of any sort. I use this all of the time in my kitchen sink. It also works in the bathroom sink. We use it quite a bit in the bathroom sink. Three ingredients, super easy, but there's a method to it. Baking soda, vinegar, and hot water, like as hot as you can get it. So I take the baking soda and I put a ton of it down the drain. So we're talking like a cup of baking soda down the drain. So you're putting the baking soda down the drain and then you are adding a little bit of vinegar on top until it fizzes up, right? It's going to fizz. Baking soda and vinegar react with each other, so it is going to fizz. And then I leave that for about an hour or two, usually at least an hour, but when I remember to come back. And then I add super, super, super hot water to that, and that will drain everything on out of that drain. Super effective. The other hack that I found online for cleaning out drains, um, like cleaning out the toilet, which is its own type of drain, I suppose, is to add a dish soap to your toilet bowl. So like a half of a cup, a lot of dish soap to your toilet bowl and let it sit if it's clogged um, or it tends to get clogged and then flush it down. I have not used that one, but I did want to mention that because I I have found that. And if that is an issue that you have, (laughs) it might be helpful. So window cleaner. The window cleaner I use, like I said, is literally just as effective as Windex. And I love it. And I have been using it for several years now. It is 
one part water, one part rubbing alcohol, and essential oils. Actually, let me, sorry. It is one part water, half of part rubbing alcohol, and essential oils. So I like to use lemon essential oil. Like I mentioned, that's like one of the oils that we keep around all the time because it is kind of that natural degreaser. It makes your windows nice and clear. So I use one cup of water, a half of a cup of rubbing alcohol, and like 10 drops or so of essential oil. And that works really, really well for windows. So that's what I use for windows and then a microfiber cloth all-purpose cleaner. This is literally what we use as our all-purpose cleaner all of the time, unless I am trying to disinfect something. So, you know, this includes disinfecting anything I need to in the bathroom, especially if we've been sick, or whenever I'm using meat or anything like that in the kitchen, I will share with you. I do, I just feel more comfortable using store-bought products for disinfecting, but this works really well just for all-purpose cleaning. So it is water, vinegar, and essential oil, Or if you prefer to use soap instead of vinegar, you can also use Castile soap instead. So it is two cups of water and a quarter cup of vinegar with like 15 to 20 drops of whatever essential oil you like to add some scent to that to avoid that vinegar smell. I don't mind that vinegar smell, especially if you use that infused vinegar, which is what I'm going to do because it's been a year or so since I've done the infused vinegar and it's so lovely and it does smell good. I mean, it obviously still smells a little vinegary, but it smells pretty good for vinegar. So I use two cups of water, a quarter cup of vinegar, and then some essential oils, or instead of the vinegar, you can use two tablespoons of Castile soap. You don't need a quarter cup of Castile soap. Um, And then I use like 15 to 20 drops of essential oil, quite a bit of essential oil just to give it a nice smell. Though if you use a scented Castile soap, you might not need as much or any essential oil for that. And if you don't like, if you just like a naturally clean scent and you don't want something scented, then you don't need to use the oil anyway. The oil scent doesn't last very long because it's not an artificial fragrance that's meant to last for like hours and hours, but it does smell good. For stainless steel, and really we only have stainless steel on our fridge right now, but stainless steel, I just use the window cleaner, but you could also use vinegar instead of the rubbing alcohol for that one. Um, So you would just use a half of a cup of vinegar instead of rubbing alcohol for stainless steel because you don't necessarily need to it to be as shiny. I find the rubbing alcohol works really well for that, um, but you could use vinegar instead of that as well. You could also use that for the window cleaner. I've done that before, but I find the rubbing alcohol is more effective than the vinegar for windows. For both a carpet refresh and a sink scrubber, yes, I use literally the same thing. <laughs> Actually, I have two separate wide mouth mason jars that I use for these because I use different essential oils just to give it a little bit of a different scent to it. Um, but I use baking soda and essential oils. So I do one cup of baking soda and about 10 to 20 drops of essential oil and I shake it up and that works great as a carpet refresh. And so I will just sprinkle it over. We don't have any carpet in our place, but we have rugs. And so I'll sprinkle it over the rugs and then I'll leave it for like half an hour, an hour, and then vacuum that up. And it refreshes, and I'll do that too after um, I, there's any sort of stains that I need to use like a carpet cleaner for. Then that I find you know works really well to kind of refresh that, and just it does like the the final work of cleaning any of that up. But it, it does make the carpet smell nice and kind of gets you know makes it a little bit nicer after you do that general vacuum. Now, as a sink scrubber, this is something that I like to do a couple times a week. So I use that baking soda and that essential oil mixture, the same mixture. So a cup of baking soda and like 10 to 20 drops of an essential oil. And I will use a scrubber 
for this. And so I will add the baking soda and essential oil mixture in the bottom of the sink, let it sit for like 10 minutes or so, add a tiny little bit of water to it and scrub. And this makes the sink super shiny. And so that works really well. I also like doing this after you do the baking soda vinegar hot water just to clear out the drain. And there's already usually a little bit of that left in there, but I'll scrub that out as well. So in terms of another scrub, let's talk more about baking soda because baking soda is like the best thing for cleaning. A homemade tub and shower scrub. Okay, the th- this works just as well as any other scrub that I've ever used before. And it's comparable to another scrub that I will share that is store-bought. So if you really don't want to make this at home, you can use the store-bought version as well. Now, this won't last for very long if you are trying to store it. I make this and then just use the whole thing all at once. So it won't last because hydrogen peroxide isn't supposed to be, it's supposed to stay in a dark bottle. So you don't want to keep it for too long. I use one cup of baking soda, a quarter cup of Castile soap, and a tablespoon of hydrogen peroxide. And this is something that I found online several years ago. I can't tell you where I found it. So it is not my recipe. The other ones are ones I've just kind of learned over the years. This one is one I found online, um, and it works so well. It works really well to scrub everything off the shower, even the hair dye. (laughs) And I just use that heavy-duty scrub brush for that. And I will just sprinkle it on, scrub it. And and you want it to be, it's sort of like a paste, right? So if you add the soap to the baking soda and the hydrogen peroxide, it's a paste. But the hydrogen peroxide really helps to keep that shower tile white, I find, especially if your shower is white. So that works really well. To clean the oven. I know there's a lot of self-cleaning ovens out there, and we had a self-cleaning oven at our other place, but it does require you to, like, open the doors. It takes hours and hours. So just for my everyday oven cleaning, I will just sprinkle the bottom with some baking soda and then just spray it with a little bit of vinegar, and it does get a little bit fizzy. Close the oven. Let it sit obviously off. Please do it off. (laughs) And let it sit for an hour or two. Same thing with the drain. It's kind of whenever I remember to go back to it, I'll go and do another task, come back to it. And then I will just scrub that really well with a scrubber, usually those walnut scrubbers, and that will get anything off the bottom and the sides of that oven. Um, Let's see. For the dishwasher, what I do is the same thing as I do with a coffee maker, and I just add a couple cups of vinegar to the bottom of the dishwasher and just run it through a normal cycle, and that tends to help to really just do a general clean of the dishwasher, though I am currently doing some research and doing a deeper clean of the dishwasher because our dishwasher is looking a little bit grody, and we really do need to clean it out more deep. We need to do more of a deep clean. So if you have a safer option for cleaning the dishwasher other than just vinegar, reach out to me. So that's I don't necessarily have a hack for that, but I'm I'm looking into that as well. Same thing with the coffee maker. We will just fill up an entire pot with vinegar, cycle it through and then cycle through again with water so it doesn't taste like vinegar anymore. If you have anything stuck on your walls, I do use a magic eraser from time to time. I know it's not the safest product out there, but there's not much I found. Baking soda does work really well for a lot of things. So I will use baking soda as my first choice in place of a magic eraser. But for anything that's stuck on the wall, like stickers or anything sticky, you know, sticky fingers, I like to use that lemon essential oil I mentioned. And I will just put a few drops on a 
just not a microfiber, but just a kitchen, like a, not a kitchen rag, a rag, just a rag. We have some like old t-shirts that we've cut up. I'm like, why was the word rag so hard to find? So we'll put it on a rag and we will, you just need to use a little, little bit of elbow grease and some of that lemon, lemon essential oil and it will take off. It, it's also really good at taking labels off of jars as well if you've never done that and band-aids for kiddos. I know this is a cleaning episode, but if you put a drop of lemon essential oil next to the Band-Aid and let it kind of seep in, it pulls off really fast. So that was another mom shared that with me a few years ago. And uh, that's been a game changer for us for Band-Aids, especially when there's lots of scrapes and such in the summer. So when you're cleaning out your kitchen, if you need to clean, if you want to do a deep clean of your cast iron, I find the best way to clean your cast iron is the exact same way you clean your cutting boards. So that is with some kosher salt and some lemon. And so I will use that, scrub it off. And then for everyday cleaning, you're not supposed to use any sort of soap on a cast iron to keep it nice and seasoned. So I use a copper cleaner and I buy these in three packs at I think Walmart or Target and I will just use that for every day but for like a deep clean to it if there's stuff kind of stuck on it and you want to keep that seasoning and then make sure to put that oil on after. If you want to shine any of your silver the best way that I have found and this is another thing that I found online several years ago is to use toothpaste. So I use classic Crest toothpaste so nothing fancy. Uh, You don't want a gel toothpaste you just want that baking soda based toothpaste. You can also use just baking soda and water paste but I find the toothpaste works really well and so I wouldn't use it to brush my teeth but I just buy a tube just to use for polishing silver. It works for jewelry too. Um, smudges on walls that are not sticky, baby wipes. I keep a pack of baby wipes around because they are less expensive than using those cleaner, like the cleaning wipes that you get in the cleaning section. And they work really well for like sticky finger smudges that or I guess I shouldn't say sticky finger smudges, finger smudges, pen, things like that. And a tip from my own mama, baby wipes get out quick stains on clothes as well. So things like deodorant stains, little lipstick stains, there's nothing like baby wipes. So we use baby wipes and we just use the Honest brand baby wipes and they work well. So those are my basic DIY products that I like to keep around. The all-purpose cleaner, the window cleaner, and just ingredients to do things like cleaning the drain, doing the cutting boards, refreshing the carpet, that shower scrub. A lot of these are things that I will, I'll keep the general cleaners on hand in a couple of glass bottles, but the other things I keep on hand, I just keep the products on hand, the kind of DIY cleaning products, and I'll just make them up really quickly before I go and do that spring clean. So my favorite products that I don't DIY, which I guess is hack number eight, but I just want to give you guys my favorite products that I don't DIY. And then I have one more tip before I sign off for today because this episode is way longer than I thought it was going to be, but I hope you find this helpful. My favorite laundry detergent is the seventh generation, and it is a concentrated laundry detergent, and I'll link that, but it's concentrated, and we have a high-efficiency machine that we use, and so you only need a squeeze of it. it. It measures out how much you need. It's like a tablespoon. It lasts forever. It's a little bit safer, and it I find it works really well for cleaning my clothes. Um, in terms of stain remover, the brand Puracy has the best safe clean stain remover I have ever used. So that is my that is my ride or died stain remover. It's fantastic. I love for anything that is like antibacterial 
or that you want to, I guess, you want the antibacterial product. I like to use the seventh generation. I buy the antibacterial wipes. I also like the Aunt Fanny's vinegar wipes to have on hand for quick tasks when you don't want to grab the spray and use a paper towel or the microfiber or whatever it is. Um, I do like to keep those on hand as well. But for antibacterial, I just use the seventh generation antibacterial wipes. Just keep those on hand. Um, for stain and odor removing for floors and furniture, the BioClean Back Out is fantastic. And you can buy it in big bottles too. And and so that's something that I will keep on hand. It works really, really effectively. This scrub that I mentioned, if you're not using homemade, is called Bonami. So B-O-N space A-M-I. And that one is a really great scrub. And you can add water to it. And it works for sinks. It works for um, carpets. It works for showers and tubs. So that one works really well. I find that homemade is just as good, but it is a good option. For toilet bowl cleaner, the one that I found that works the best is by the brand Better Life. And we get that at the health food store. I think you might be able to get it on Amazon as well. And so I find that the best because I haven't found a homemade toilet bowl cleaner that works as well. So that's the one we use. For the dishwasher, we typically use the seventh generation dishwasher dishwasher powder because I find it works really well and it is just really, really inexpensive. It's like four bucks and then the rinse aid as well. The Ecovert dish tabs are also really good if you like to use the dish tabs. For dish soap, we use 7th Generation or Ecos, E-C-O-S. Those brands are really great. There is another product that I want to mention, but I will give you a disclaimer that I cannot stand this product. It's called Sal Suds. It's by Dr. Bronner, and I already mentioned Dr. Bronner's Castile Soap, and so many people love it. And I will say it works very effectively it, as, a, as a cleaning product, but I can't stand the smell. <laughs> so if, if you go to the store, smell it. If you like it, use it. It works great. So I wanted to mention it, but I had it for years and I couldn't bring myself to use it because I can't stand the smell. But that's just me. I'm more of a lemon, lavender, eucalyptus kind of girl. <laughs> and last but not least, dryer balls. If you're not using dryer balls, get rid of the dryer sheets. They're expensive. You can buy a set of dryer balls for like $15 to $20 and use them basically forever. They're fantastic. Hack number nine. I wish I had 10 hacks. Friends, I cannot believe I don't have 10 hacks. I have nine hacks here. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Maybe that's just my personality. Hack number nine. You can refresh your space in little ways simply by opening the windows, putting on an essential oil diffuser, getting some nice scents in the air, or I love to do a pot of water on the stove with some sliced lemons and oranges and whatever herbs you have on hand. And so thyme works really well. I find lemon and thyme smells really good together. Mint works really well here as well. I find it's not as potent, though. Rosemary works really well. And just boil that in the stove and it'll make your house smell delicious like a natural air freshener. Sometimes you don't need much. You just need to open the windows, diffuse some oils, or make a homemade air freshener. And that's all you need to do to make your house feel refreshed. So again, none of this is ever meant to make you feel like you're not doing enough in terms of your cleaning. I really just wanted to share with you some of my favorite products and favorite hacks for safer spring cleaning. And so I hope this was helpful for all of you today. I would love to hear your own favorite products, your own tips for spring cleaning. So reach out to me over on Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris. And I will catch you all in the next episode. I have a really fun series coming up, something else that has been highly requested. So we will dive into that next week. Happy spring cleaning. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.